Welcome to the Council of God. Thank you for joining me. Did you know that Lucifer left the church a few gifts? Yes, indeed. And I'm going to take you through the scriptures and I'm going to show you how he left the church several gifts. Satan left several gifts to the church. And when Lucifer fell, he left several positions vacant. And because he left those uh, positions vacant, uh, therefore, um, those, those, those gifts, uh, they are bestowed upon us now the church. Amen. It is God who gives the gifts, but it's the Holy Spirit who administers or distributes those gifts and that's what we're going to be looking at so it's not satan giving us a gift but he lives he left gifts for us and we're going to see that through the scriptures and i want you to go to ezekiel chapter 28 because it speaks of lucifer before his fall and it speaks of several positions that he had and in Ezekiel 28, verse 15 through 17, it says that he was in the, in Eden, the garden of God, and that every precious stone was his covering. The sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, gold. That's one. One position. And then workmanship. The workmanship of thy tablets of the pipes was prepared in thee in the day that you were you were created. You were the anointed cherub that covered and I set thee so that was upon the holy mountain of God, that was walked up and down the in the midst of the stones of fire, that was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity iniquity was found. So we're gonna see eight positions or we're gonna see the positions that Lucifer had these giftings that were given to him by God, and some of them were his ministry, some of them he was a leader, he was uh, the one that was uh, in front of this ministry, and I'm just going to go over and with, uh, over the, I'm going to go over them with you, and you can go back and you look them, you can look them up one by one in Ezekiel 28, I just read them to you, but the first one is that he was covered with 12 stones, okay, and then, he was the workmanship of God, meaning that he was a skillful worker. Amen. He had a ministry. He was ordained with tablets. That means that he was a worship leader. He was an anointed cherub. He was upon the mountain of God. He covered, meaning that he was a protector. Amen. He was in the midst of the fire. In the midst of the stones of fire, meaning that he brought offerings to the altar unto the Lord. Even back then, offering, bringing offerings unto the Lord was a practice. Not sacrifices, those are totally different. God takes pleasure in offerings when we bring, uh, you know, when we bring those uh, offerings of fellowship, of peace offerings. It's like a sweet aroma. And we're going to look into that. Uh, he was perfect as well. 
So we saw eight right here. Let me go over and what. Uh, let me go over it with you real quick. He was covered with nine stones. I know earlier I said twelve, but he was covered with nine stones. And that he was a workmanship of God, meaning that he had a ministry. Amen. He was ordained with tablets. Uh, he was anointed cherub. He was upon the mountain of God. He covereth, meaning that he was a protector. He was in the midst of the stones of fire. You know, he brought offerings unto the Lord. That was his ministry. And he was perfect. Okay. So, but when he fell, when iniquity was found in him, something happened. There was a disorder. That's why in Genesis chapter 2, uh, God is bringing order again. There was chaos. It was, you know, when I said it was empty and void, it was talking about that there was chaos. There was, you know, uh, it was, it was, there was destruction. So God is bringing order again. So God will bring order again, not, not only on the earth, but now there's uh, positions that uh, are left vacant in which God is going to uh, be uh, now restoring that position. And we're going to see it uh, at first in the natural realm, and then we're going to see it in the spiritual realm. Amen. So, in the natural realm, when the children of Israel, uh, when they when they were born as a nation, uh, when they were led out of uh, captivity, out of Egypt, that's when they were given these positions. Okay, and when you read in Ezekiel, uh, Exodus chapter 28, when uh, Moses and Aaron, it was instructed uh, for them to um, make, uh, the garments for the priests, uh, they were supposed to uh, put 12 stones. And I'm just going to read it to you real quick because I want you to hear it for yourself and then you can go back and, you know, read it. But in Exodus uh, 28, it goes on to explain this, uh, these 12 stones. And they call it a breastplate. It was a breastplate that they would put uh, over the garments. So it came in pieces. And, um, and so it was instructed for them to make a breastplate. And on this breastplate, uh, they were supposed to put settings of stones. Verse 17 of chapter 28 of, of, uh, of Exodus. And then it goes on to say, it, it goes on to uh, explain the, the type of stones, uh, which there were 12, sardis, topaz, carbuncle, uh, the emerald, sapphire, diamond, ligure. Agat, Amethyst, Beryl, Onyx, uh, and Jasper. So 12 in total. Okay, you can read that in Exodus uh, chapter 28. So now we see how uh, Lucifer was covering nine stones. Now the Lord is covering the children of Israel. I mean, I'm sorry, he was covered with nine stones. Now uh, they are being covered with 12 stones. Amen. And then in uh, Exodus 31, it says that they got um, filled them with the spirit of God and wisdom and all manner of workmanship. Amen. Just how he was uh, the workmanship of God. He was a skillful worker. That was his ministry. They were also filled with the spirit of God and all wisdom and workmanship. Amen. Uh, Exodus 31 uh, verse 3. And then, they, uh, and then the Bible says that he was ordained with tablets. Uh, well, they were also ordained with tablets. Lucifer was ordained with tablets. He was a worship leader. Well, 
they were the children of Israel were also ordained with the tablets. And we're looking at the positions that have been that are being filled since Lucifer fell. And now these gifts are being bestowed upon the children of Israel. We're seeing in the natural realm, verse 31, uh, chapter 31. It goes on to say in verse uh, 3. Thus said the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness. The Lord has appeared of old unto me. Again, I will build thee and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel, thou shalt again be adored with thy tablets and shall go forth in the dances of them that make merry. Amen. He was going to ordain them with tablets. Now, um, he was the anointed cherub. He was set apart for a specific task. He was given uh, a certain amount of authority. Well, uh, they were also the anointed of God. In First Chronicles 16.22, it says, Do not touch my anointed. Amen. That's speaking of the children of Israel. They were considered the anointed of the Lord. As a matter of fact, uh, the priests were anointed. They were supposed to, uh, God instructed Moses and Aaron to make this special ointment or oil out of five ingredients. And they were it was not supposed to be duplicate. No one else was able to make it. Unless, if they did, they were cursed because this anointing oil, this five ingredients that it had each of them had uh you know when you look at it in the prophetic and in the spiritual sense it has uh, healing properties amen but these five ingredients that they were supposed to mix it, they were supposed to only be used on the high priest when they were ordained as a high priest of the lord amen so now we see that they the, uh, that the children of israel they are the anointed now they take uh the position that um Lucifer had he was the anointed he was set apart for a task amen he was given a, a certain authority but yet he forfeited that so now the children of Israel they are uh filling in that vacancy now um now he was he, he covered meaning that he was a protector amen the Bible says that uh in verse uh numbers in chapter 2 when you look at the the way uh, God instructed Moses for uh, the 12 tribes to uh, set their camp, each according to their tribes and their families, uh, you're going to see that uh, in the middle uh, were the Levites and the high priests, uh, and in the middle was the tabernacle. So they covered the tabernacle, amen. They protected the tabernacle, amen. You'll see that in Numbers 2. Uh, you can read it, the whole chapter. Okay, so, uh, and then he was upon the mountain of God. Lucifer was upon the mountain of God. Now, in Exodus uh, 19, after they came out of uh, 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 Egypt and God opened the Red Sea, uh, I believe it was the third day, God told Moses that everyone was supposed to be sanctified. Everyone was supposed to be set apart. They needed to fast for three days, even the animals, and they couldn't come near the mountain. But yet they were supposed to come near the mountain, uh, but they were not supposed to touch the mountain. They were not allowed to touch the mountain, but God called them to the mountain. Amen. It was there that God was going to speak to them um, through the mountain. Amen. So we see that, you know, uh, you know, they were afraid when they heard God's voice, because it was like thunder and lightning, and they said, you go up there and you speak to God. So he went there, for, well, Moses went for 40 days and 40 nights, and he spoke to uh, he spoke to God. And when he came back, 
his countenance was uh, so bright that he had to wear a veil because of the glory and the brightness of God. Amen. So we see that uh, uh, Lucifer, you know, the type of uh, relationship he had with them, because when we look at the relationship that Moses had with God, how he was summoned uh, to go up, you know, to the mountain out of all, you know, the people uh, of, of, of Israel, the whole nation of Israel. He was singled out. He was set apart and he was allowed to go up there and he spoke with God. He saw God face to face. He saw God's back, uh, back parts. Amen. Meaning that he was uh, transfer, you know, uh, from, from, from translated from one time to another. That's a whole different uh, teaching set apart from this one. But we see the relationship that Moses had with God in the brightness of the Lord and how, you know, Lucifer, you know, he was a bright, shining morning star. Amen. So um, let's go on. And then we have that he was in the midst of the stones of fire. So he brought offerings unto the Lord. And so the children of Israel, we know that they were ordained to offer uh, offer sacrifice unto the Lord. You can read that in Leviticus chapter 8 and chapter 7. They were the ones that were only ordained to bring sacrifices and offerings unto the Lord. That responsi responsibility only found them. No one else was allowed to offer it unto the Lord. Amen. So we see the children of Israel in the natural realm uh, fulfilling that position. And that was a gift uh, of the Lord. And then he was perfect. Lucifer was considered to be perfect. Amen. And when you read uh, Exodus chapter 12, when the children of Israel uh, were about to come out of, uh, of Egypt, out of slavery, the last plague, the 10th one, when God was going to send the angel of death, uh, they were supposed to kill the perfect lamb, which made them perfect because they weren't perfect. They were only made perfect through the lamb of, of uh, by, by the sacrifice of a lamb, the fir, uh, the firstborn among the 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 the, the, the herd of lambs. So uh, they were supposed to get the perfect lamb, and they were supposed to sacrifice it and eat it, kill it and eat it, and then they were supposed to get the blood and sprinkle it on the side post on each side post of the of, of the house and on top. Amen. So we saw in the natural how. Uh, the children of Israel fulfilled those positions, how they were gifted with these, uh, with, with, with this ministry. They had, they were covered with 12 stones. They were the work, workmanship of God. They were ordained with tablets. They were the anointed of, of God. They covered the tabernacle. They were at the mountain of God. They were ordained uh, to offer sacrifices and offerings, and they were made perfect by the Lamb of God. Amen. So now we're going to see um, in the spiritual realm. How us, the church, those giftings, we now fill that vacancy, that position or those positions now belongs to the church. So just how he was covered with nine stones in First Peter, it says that the bride becomes the living stones. Amen. All right. So we saw how we now become the living stones now. He was the workmanship of God. Lucifer was a workmanship of God. He was a skillful worker. He had a ministry. The Bible says that we are the workmanship of God now. Amen. In Ephesians 2.10, it goes on to say, I'm going to read it to you because now we 
are called to be the workmanship of God. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. So God has ordained us to be his workmanship uh, unto good works. He has called us into ministry. Amen. That's why it's important that we know our giftings, why he has called us, why he has chosen us. And, um, you know, Lucifer obviously knew his ministry. You know, he was a skillful worker. He knew why, you know, he was called uh, unto good works. Amen. And now, you know, he has left that uh, position vacant in which now us, we are the workmanship of God. And the children of Israel, they were filled uh, with the spirit of God and all wisdom unto uh you know, in, in all manner of workmanship, amen. So now we are filled with the Spirit of God in all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to carry out the task that He has for us, amen. Amen. Now, He was um, ordained with tablets, He was a worship leader. And now, in Romans 6 13, it says that we, uh, that we should offer. It, it is instructing us to offer our members, our body, our life uh, unto righteousness as living instruments. Amen. This is an offering unto the uh, unto the Lord. Amen. The Bible says also in Romans 12, uh, I beseech thee. Let me go ahead and read it. I, that's one of my favorite scriptures in Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by mercies, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. So now we become a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Amen. And then in uh, Ephesians 5 uh, 19, it goes on to say, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody. In your hearts to the Lord. Amen. So now we sing unto the Lord. Amen. Now we worship the Lord. The Bible says that we worship in spirit and truth. So he was a worship leader. Uh, the, you know, he was ordained with tablets. Amen. So uh, we even see the order of God. Amen. And how he left uh, certain positions uh, open for the church. And now we step into these, uh, you know, into this ministry. Amen. And so, and John 4 says we worship, the, you know, the Lord in spirit and truth, amen. And, and that word worship, you know, it uh, it means more than just singing unto the Lord, amen. It means an act of, an act of obedience, amen. But, you know, we see that even back then, uh, making melody and singing unto the Lord, uh, it was, it was, it was a, a practice, amen. It was, it was a lifestyle. It was something that the Lord, um, <clears throat> excuse me took pleasure in and so but i want to read something to you in job 38 uh let me find it real quick because this is so amazing and it's just gonna blow your mind let me if you want to go there with me job 38 and this is making reference of how lucifer was the actually the the, the worship leader amen but uh it doesn't specifically mention him in this verse, but we can see how even music, singing unto the Lord, was a vital part of God's kingdom. Amen. So, in um, Job 38, after, you know, Job questions God throughout the scriptures, 
God responds to Job and he tells Job, gird up the loins, answer me if you can. So the Lord starts asking Job all kinds of questions of God's, you know, glory and mysteries, right? And so, <clears throat> in verse, uh, further down in, 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 in chapter 38, okay, here it goes. He said, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if you have understanding, who has laid the measures thereof, if you know, or who has stretched the line upon it? Where, where, where are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning sun sank together, and the all and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So he starts to question him: Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? When I, when I, you know, when 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 I measured it, and when I laid the cornerstone, and then he says. When the morning stars sang together, right there's talking about angels. Morning stars in the old in the Old Testament it always referred to angels only. It says when the morning stars sang together, and the sons of God shouted for joy. Amen. So we see that singing unto the Lord was a vital uh, part of His kingdom. So, <clears throat> so when God finished creating the earth, they had a celebration. And they sang unto the Lord. I don't know what song. Hopefully one day, you know what I mean? I get to know what song they sang unto the Lord. But it must have been a mighty uh, celebration with a lot of singing and glorifying God. Amen. It was all for the glory of God. Amen. Because it was his work. It was God's handiwork and all his wisdom and power and faith that he created, you know, everything. And so how much more should we... Glorify God, amen, when we see God's work being done, amen. Now, he was the anointed cherub. He was set apart. We are set apart now unto the Lord. We are the anointed now. See, in order for him to be able to carry the task that he was, you know, that he was uh, uh, entrusted with, the positions that he was entrusted with, he needed the anointed, just how they needed the anointed, the children of Israel. When they were, when the when the high priests, when the when the when the Levites, the tribal Levites were set apart, and they were singled out and chosen by God, and they were ordained as high priests, they were supposed to get the anointed oil that was not uh, allowed to be duplicate, duplicated, and it was poured down, uh, from the head down. What we are now. Ordained. Now we are anointed. We are set apart. Amen. And uh, chapter one of the book of Acts, when before Jesus was taken up, he told them to stay where they were at. And when they received the 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 the, uh, the Holy Spirit, they were gonna you know be sent out with power. And we see through the uh, throughout the books of Acts um, of the Holy Spirit how they were used mightily when they were anointed. And so we need the anointed of the Lord to carry out whatever task God has uh, entrusted us with. Uh, we have been called the workmanship of God unto good works. And in order for us to be able to carry out uh, those uh, good works that God has gifted us with, we need the anointing of the Lord. Amen. So in First uh, John, it says that the anointing dwells in us. <clears throat> now, he covered, he protected, amen, 
we saw even we even see that you know he was given a task and so we now cover or, pro or protect our wives of you know it's that's what it says in first corinthians 11 that we cover our wives you know just how jesus uh, covers and protects um and sacrifices himself unto the unto the church the husbands we cover and we protect and we sacrifice you know our lives for our wives so amen and now just how he was in the mountain of god we are now called to enter into the mountain of god see the children of israel were not allowed they were not even supposed to touch it they were you know they were called to come near it but they were not supposed to you know allowed to touch it amen but in hebrews uh chapter 12 verse uh 18 through 23 i'm gonna go ahead and read it for you are not come unto the mountain that might not be touched and that burned with fire no unto blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words which voice that they heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore for they could not endure that which was commanded and if so much as a beast touch the mountain it shall be stone or thrust through with a dart and so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake, but ye are come, but you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven and to God, the judge of all and to the spirits of just man made perfect. Amen. So we have come to the mountain. We cannot come to the mountain. We have been summoned. Whereas the children of God were, you know, not even summoned. They couldn't even touch it. And they were so fearful because the voice of God was like a trumpet uh, and, and thunder. And his glory was so terrible, so majestic, so awesome that it was too much for them to endure. Even Moses was exceedingly fear and he quaked, but yet he was the only one that was allowed to go up there and he talked with God face to face. God showed him, you know, the uh, the structure and the design of the tabernacle for 40 days and 40 nights when he was up there. And God showed him a lot more. Uh, so, you know, we need as well to come to the mountain of God where we see that vision because to him was given a vision. See, Lucifer, he had a special relationship with God. He was able to see God face to face. He had a special relationship with God where he was able to receive specific instructions by God. And see, we need to come to the mountain of God. We we are we are invited to the mountain of God now. Amen. We have that access now to his throne to receive grace in due season. Amen. So we now enter the the the, the, the throne of uh, the, the mountain of God. That's that's powerful and that's mighty right there because there's so much that we can learn from that. If you just meditate on that in itself and you picture yourself how you know Moses went up there and how the glory of God was so uh, heavy upon him that he had to wear a veil, amen. But that glory, you know, faded, you know. But now we have a glory that, that does not fade. That's Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, 
Jesus said, the glory that I have, you know, with you from the beginning, I go back to the glory and I give him that glory. So we have that glory in us. Amen. Now, he walked in the midst of the stones of fire, meaning that he brought offerings unto the Lord. It was even a practice, you know, uh, before the fall of Lucifer. And so, uh, you know, we are called to be a sacrifice. I read that in uh, Romans 12, 1. I jumped ahead, right? But, you know, it says that, you know, to offer our bodies as living sacrifices unto the Lord for us acceptable unto the lord amen romans chapter 12 1 and now he was perfect until iniquity found, was found in him and there was no blemish in him there was no defect he was perfect um and matthew 5 48 we are instructed to be perfect amen because we are made perfect uh through the blood of the land that's the only way that we are made perfect it says in 5 48 of uh, Matthew. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is heaven is perfect. So he's instructing us to be perfect. So when you say, oh, I'm not perfect, you got to remember that you are perfect. What does perfect mean? Meaning that you have, made, you have been uh, cleansed by the blood of the, uh, of the Lamb. There's no blemish in you. There's no spot, meaning that he has wiped away your sin. You lack nothing in Christ Jesus. You have everything in Christ Jesus because he fulfills you. And you will, are being made mature in him. So that's what it means. Perfect means to mature without sin and that you lack nothing. Amen. Because... God gives you everything. He feels everything and everything. So we see how when Lucifer fell, there was a vacancy, a position left open. And in the natural, we see the children of Israel stepping into that those positions. And then in the natural, I mean in the spiritual, Jesus said in Matthew 17, 11, that Elias truly should first come and restore all things. Amen. What was he talking about? Restore, restore everything back from the natural to the spiritual because there was a rent. There was a rip when uh, Adam and Eve sinned. Amen. And so, you know, we went from, you know, heavily to, uh, to, to natural realm and now everything's being restored to the spiritual. Amen. That's why the Bible says that, you know, God is spirit and we worship him in spirit and truth. So, <clears throat> Lucifer, when he fell, when he sinned, when, he, when iniquity was found in him, he left a position open in which us now, the church, we are gifted now by God as he bestows those giftings upon us the bride becomes the living stones we are the workmanship of god we become living instruments we are anointed we cover or protect now we enter into the mountain of god 
we are called to be a sacrifice and we are instructed to be perfect. God bless you.